passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Chris Fetters of Dogman.com, and I'm here with our uh, recruiting editor, Scott Eklund. And, uh, man, it's it's less than a week, Scott, until the official visits at Washington start really rolling on in. So I wanted to get in touch with you to kind of start breaking things down. We're going to go weekend by weekend. So we won't actually tap into the second weekend, you know, which is going to be their really huge weekend for official visits. We're not going to tap into that one until a week from now. What we're going to do right now is we're going to focus on the guys that are official visitors right now, and this number can change, but right now there's six official visitors set to visit Montlake the weekend of the 16th and 17th, which is this coming weekend. So basically just kind of wanted to get your sense before we even delve into the guys, specific guys that are doing, uh, that are going to be here. Just was kind of curious about your general take. I, I tried to write a story to give people kind of a sense of, you know, all the guys that are going to be visiting these next two weekends and, you know, why maybe they've targeted specific positions heading into the 2024 season. And was just kind of curious looking at the story, if you can kind of see the correlation between the guys that they want to bring in early and the positions that they're targeting for that particular recruiting class. Yeah, you know, it's it seems like they're they're trying to get their linebackers in early um, and that they've pushed the edges more toward the, the latter part of the of the month. You know, they're you know, I think they got what do they got one, two. I want to say like five or six edges that are going to be in and, and safeties that are going to be in over those those last, you know, seven or eight days when they kind of spread things out a little bit. And mm-hmm. uh, but this week they've got two of their top linebackers on their board in uh, Dylan Williams and Kamar Matuti. And, um, you know, those are guys that Washington targeted very early. And uh, we'll talk about those guys here more in a second, more in depth. But, yeah, I, I think they really want to focus on getting linebackers together and safeties together and corners together and offensive linemen together and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it just seems to be you're right. I mean, it seems to be this this first weekend. They were definitely bringing in a couple of their big time linebacker prospects in Kamar Matuti and Dylan Williams. And uh, and then obviously they're also bringing in a couple of their commitments in Landon Bell, the receiver from uh, the Vegas area, Liberty High School, which is Troy Fautanu's high school. And then also E.J. Kamenong from Garfield, the quarterback. Um, just curious, do you think that it, it feels like there's a plan there, too, as well as trying to get those guys maybe reassured? Because as it looks like, especially with Kamenong, um, these guys are taking official visits. So it feels yeah. like maybe Washington's trying to 
maybe get them in as early as possible to kind of reassure, not just reassure, but kind of remind them of why they committed to Washington in the first place. Yeah, and they're they're probably wanting to test the water with these guys too. You know, how serious are these guys about us? And can we firm them up so they don't end up taking those official visits to other schools? Now, as far as Bell and Kaminon are concerned, I, I don't think Washington loves the fact that two guys that they have committed to them are going to be taking other visits. Uh, you know, Landon Bell had his visit this past weekend at Arizona, and then he's going to visit Washington. And I'm, and he's told me, Stanford, if they offer, he's going to – He's going to he's probably going to take a visit there. Um, and and then uh, Kamenong, you know, Chris, you have the visits in front of you that he's going to be taking. But he's he's going to take a few more visits here over the next couple of weeks. And and I think Washington really needs to figure out where take their temperature. Where, where what are you guys feeling? Why are you guys taking these visits? And if you're going to take these visits and and I'm not going to use a curse word on this, on the, but it's F.A.F.O., you know, Um screw around and find out. And, um, you know, you know, these guys need, you know, need to know they're playing with some fire at times and, uh, the Huskies can go out and, you know, Washington's already bringing in a quarterback to end everything at the end of the month into Marcus Davis out of Etiwanda. So, um, they want to take two quarterbacks. So Kamenong still probably has a spot, even if Davis wants to commit, but I, I, I think Washington can go out and find, find a quarterback to replace Kamenong if he isn't that serious about staying committed to Washington. No, it's an excellent point. And it really is something that I think might be something that underscores your general thoughts about how these next two weekends are going to pan out. Cause I don't want to delve on it too quickly or, or, or gloss over it, but it, it, it I think it does really, it needs to be reminded for Washington fans because right now we're looking at almost 30 official visits in the next two weekends. It feels like, at least on paper, Scott, that they're lining up these visits in a lot of ways like they did exactly last year where they loaded up on guys. I don't remember how many commitments they got out of those last two weekends last year, but it, it felt like close to 20 or yeah. at least 15 or at least 15 to 17 or so. This year, it doesn't feel like that's going to happen, and it's something that you've really reiterated time and time again. So I think it bears repeating. You may want to explain to people why this particular recruiting cycle might end up being a little different than last year's. And I think what you just described in terms of guys looking around, so Washington needs to look around too, and getting this feeling earlier rather than later is a big part of it. Well, one of the things that, you know, as I've talked to different people and, and everything – Washington does not last year. I think they had somewhere around. I could be wrong. I should have looked it up before we talked, Chris, but um, I think they had somewhere in the range of that last weekend of what did they have? Like 22 visits or, or no, it was 15 for that final visit weekend. They have 13 this visit this weekend, but they had two beforehand, uh, you know, the uh, day before they had another one. So they, and then two the day before that. So they had over 20, uh, guys in over that time and Washington's going to have about uh, 17 in over the net over the last I don't know five days of the of the recruiting uh, cycle before things go uh, dead for a couple months uh, in July and August so um, you know I we we had under been under the impression that Washington wasn't going to try and load up on a bunch of guys but um, they they just they th this is a situation where the coaches have to read the recruits and they have to figure out um they have to figure out 
when do these guys want to make their decisions? And if they make their decisions at the end of August, if they make those decisions at the end of August, are they going to still be willing to take visits later? And now with guys being able to take unlimited official visits, guys could take their five official visits in the summer up until last year. We were like, okay, they've taken these five official visits. So if they are going to flip, they're going to have to take an unofficial visit somewhere. And the likelihood of that happening isn't great. But now that they can take official visits, six, seven, eight official visits, now just because you locked him in in the summer doesn't mean that you're going to be able to keep him locked in because he's going to be able to take those officials in the in the in the fall. And I think that's what Washington is counting on for possibly guys that they like that are committing to other schools. They're hoping to get them in, but they also know that the guys that they're bringing in. They have to take their temperature. If you commit, are you going to be done or are you going to still be listening to these other schools? And if they're not going to be listening to these other schools, then sure, wrap them up in the, in the summer. Have them stay committed to you until December. Sign with you and be done with it. But, you know, it's really um, how the coaches read things. Talking to the mom, talking to the dad, talking to the girlfriend, talking to the coach, the the uh, seven on seven coach and all that different stuff, getting a read on, hey, if this kid tells me he's committed, is he really going to stay committed or is he just reserving a spot and and then going to keep looking? So it's it's really a cat and mouse game that these coaches have to figure out and to play. And it's it's kind of a game of chicken in a way. Do I want to get him to visit now? Do I want to get him to visit later on in the process if I really like him that much? So um, Washington has has pushed for a lot of guys to take this visit on the last weekend of the month. And one of the reasons they got them to come in was because they they figured these guys are guys who are going to make early decisions. And the chances of us keeping them are a lot higher than than them opening things back up. Yeah. And you can also look at it at the end of the process, too, Scott, where, you know, maybe there are a player or two that Washington targeted, maybe got to commit that decide to take visits later on closer to the mid-year signing date, December. What if Washington all of a sudden finds a player or two out there that are committed to other teams that decide to take last minute visits to a place like Washington that people weren't necessarily expecting before. So it, it's something that can work both ways for sure. And I think that's definitely something that the the coaches and, and Courtney Morgan, they have to kind of think, think about and keep those people wonder why uh, coaches try to keep the relationships with the players and the families and stuff intact. And it's not just because of the transfer portal. Once a player's in college now, because you can take unlimited visits, this is something where you can even revisit a recruitment on the back end. As long as someone hasn't signed anywhere, it really, at this point, it's just fair game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. And that's, you know, it, that's why these coaches get paid what they get paid, because it's their job to figure it out. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. 
Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. No doubt about it. And just to remind people, EJ Kamenong, the quarterback from Garfield, he's already visited Oregon State. He just visited Texas A&M this last weekend. He's set to visit BYU. And then uh, right after his visit to Washington, which will be this coming weekend, and then right after BYU, uh, his quote-unquote last visit doesn't have to be but the the last one before um at least before their season would start at garfield would uh be at the university of california hypothetically Mm -hmm. which would be the weekend of the right afterwards on the 22nd so it'd be that final weekend when a lot of the other players are coming to visit washington he'll be at california and then we talked a little bit about landon bell that's a player obviously we talked about the kid from outside vegas who's committed to washington he is. He just took a visit to Arizona this past weekend, and now he's going to come back to Washington. I would think that's a situation where Jamarcus Shepard wants to come in and just say, "Look, we're we're going to roll out the red carpet for you, like we always would have, regardless." But let's lock this thing down. I mean, let's just mm-hmm. make sure that this thing is completely done. But again, as we just spelled out, until they sign something, these guys can take an unlimited number of official visits anywhere they want to go. Yeah. Yeah. And that that really throws a wrench into a lot of the plans that coaches have for, you know, rounding out their class and and making sure they've got the guys they want is, you know, I how have we done this all along? Well, now I'm completely having to change things up. And that's, you know, adapt or die. You know, they say that all the time. But, you know, if you have a certain way of doing things and, and a comfort level in those things, it's really hard to switch it up when you feel a comfort level in there. But uh, they've got to figure that out. And that's why they get paid the money they do. Yep, for sure. And and for instance, there's another receiver that's going to be visiting that same weekend Landon Bell is in a kid that I know you like a lot in Quasi Gomer. Um, he's taking official visits as well. He already took one to UCLA, just took one this last weekend to Stanford. He's been to Michigan State. Um, he's going to Washington uh, this coming weekend. And then, again, he'll be at California with Kamenong. Is this a situation where if Jamarcus Shepard senses some uh, situation where Landon Bell, where maybe he's waffling or just unsure that they put the full court press on a guy like Gilmer to see if he wants to make a decision? Yeah, I, I think they'd put a full-court press on Quasi Gilmer, regardless of whether Landon uh, Bell wanted to remain committed to the University of Washington or not. Uh, Quasi Gilmer is really talented. 6'2", 180 pounds, out of Sierra Canyon, an emerging uh, program down there. They've got a lot of guys. It's a private program, so they've got a lot of guys transferring in there. Uh, he's combined with another uh, really good one. I'm trying to remember his name. I think it's Xavier Brooks. I can't. I, don't quote me on that for the name, but he's another four-star wide receiver in that same offense. And, and uh, he loves Shepard. He said, you know, if there was one coach, if I had to play for one coach of all the ones that are recruiting me we, without consideration for school or offense or anything like that, it'd be coach Shepard. That's what he said. Now, 
things can change. Obviously, he knew I was a Washington reporter, so, you know, take it, you know, maybe with a little bit of a grain of salt. But he loves Washington, has been very high on them for a long time, and he's visiting this weekend. Now, do I think Washington ends up with him? I I think there's a couple other guys they have a little higher on their list. He, There's no one – There's, I mean, he, that guy's right at the top of my list of the guys that Washington had a – had a, um, you know, a strong chance with, but Emmett Mosley is a guy, um, that's going to visit later this month. He's out of Santa Margarita Catholic. He's, he's, uh, a guy that Washington really is keyed in on. And then justice Williams, wide receiver out of Oaks Christian down there in, in Southern California, you know, that's where Nick Montana came from. It's where Eric Kohler came from. Washington has done pretty well at Oaks Christian. They recruited guys from that school. And Justice Williams is a guy that some people think could be one of the best wide receivers in the entire class on the West Coast um, yeah. when it's all said and done. He's not rated that way right now, but that but they think a lot of people are sleeping on him. So that being said, those guys are later in the month, you know, but I think those guys are a little bit higher on Washington's list. But neither of those guys is higher than Quasi Gilmer on my list. I think Quasi Gilmer is basically Dante Pettis or Jermaine Curse. Um, you know, you, the way they run. The way they the way they catch the ball, he's not a number one wide receiver. I think he's more of a number two. I think he'd be a great complimentary wide receiver. Um, granted, Jermaine Curse was a number one wide receiver when he was at Washington, but man, I, I just he's a special player, and that's a guy that I would love to see in a Washington uniform if I was a Husky fan. Now another player that's coming in, and this is an interesting one because he's coming from a place that Washington just doesn't recruit a lot, mm-hmm. and that's the Greater Cleveland area. And we're talking about defensive lineman Dominic Kirks. Um, you feel like Washington's in a pretty decent place here. Just to remind people, you know, he's already taken a visit to Pitt. He just took a visit this last weekend to Wisconsin, which is where Enoke Brechterfield was Came coaching. from, yeah. And now well, he's going to go to yeah. Washington this, this coming weekend, and he doesn't have any other official visits set up. I'm not sure if he's set up for – uh, a decision at some point after these three visits, because obviously he could take other visits. But what's your read on the situation with Dominic Kirks? Well, my read all along, and I've made this very well known in my write-ups, is if uh, I, I think Washington has a great shot to reel him in. And when I say that, I think they actually hold the pole position for him right now. But the problem is, if Ohio State offers, I don't think I think Washington could drop a million dollars in cash on his lawn. Need still choose Ohio State, Chris. He yeah. just grew up a fan. He's from there. His parents can drive to see him. Um, what is Cleveland to, to Columbus? About what two hour drive? Probably, just yeah, right probably down something. Whatever yeah, the something. whatever the interstate is right there. Yeah. So I mean, it's nothing for them to come out and down and drive to see him and and everything like that. And you know, it's Ohio State. You know, people might not like Ohio State, but you're talking about a kid from the state of Ohio. And this this is a school that has produced a ton of first round draft choices. He's got he's six five, he's two fifty, he's got great wingspan. I think he's like a I think he's like a plus four, plus five athlete, something like that. Um, you know, he's he's just a big time, big time kid. And Washington uh, you know, got in on him early with Eric Schmidt. They're recruiting him right now as an edge, but he's listed as a D line in the two four seven database. I think he's got the frame to eventually be a three tech. And that's where I think he's going to eventually wind up growing into. But Washington likes him as a six, five, 250 pound um, uh, field edge, which is puts him on the wide side of the field so he can hold up against the run. 
and they think he would be a devastating edge guy, kind of like what Jeremiah Martin was this past this past year. But they think they can get that out of him much quicker and get maybe three or four years out of Dominic Kirks that we saw from uh, uh, Jeremiah Martin last year. So um, I think Washington's in a great spot for him. I honestly don't think Cle- uh, Ohio State is going to end up offering him. But um, no matter who he commits to, he could commit to Alabama. If Ohio State came in with an offer, they're probably going to be the school that gets him. But right now, Washington's in the catbird seat, and I like where they're standing. And I think before the season starts, he's going to be committing to Washington. Interesting, interesting. So we'll wrap things up on this particular weekend with the two players we started talking about initially, Dylan Williams from Long Beach Poly and Kamar Matundi from – Campbell Hall, I think, and that's also a SoCal school. And um, both linebackers, as we Mm -hmm. mentioned. So William Inge is bringing in a couple of the guys that he's really focused in on early. I'm trying to think. I I don't think Washington has gotten a kid from Long Beach Poly since Kim Taylor. Uh, Wasn't there an offensive lineman that was from there? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe I'd have to go back and look. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Yeah, I'd have to go back and look. But, um, you know, Dylan Williams, pretty – prototypical you know size he's listed at six two and a half two ten obviously he's going to keep growing but this is a kid that's also got five official visits set up he's already been to michigan state he, he just came back from oregon this past weekend he's gonna um he's already taken an official visit to ucla he's going to washington this coming weekend and then he's going all the way across the country to miami at the end of june um, how do you handicap handicap Washington's chances with Dylan Williams? Boy, that that one's a, that one kind of came out of nowhere because Washington was doing really well with him, and then at the beginning of April he eliminated Washington. He didn't even have him in his top seven, but he told Greg Biggins that one of the reasons Washington stayed in on him uh, or stayed in the mix with him is because they stayed on him so hard. They just continue to recruit him hard, and. From what I've heard, a lot of people have pulled back on him because he he tore his ACL. He's not going to play this season. And so, um, you know, I'm real interested to see where things go. I haven't talked to Dylan Williams in a long time because I basically thought Washington was kind of like, eh, whatever, we'll we'll go with the guys that that we have a good shot with. And uh, Dylan Williams was not that guy. And then now – it's back to Washington being right in the mix. And, and, you know, he's in there with, they're in there with Texas and Oregon and all that stuff. But from what I've heard, a lot of schools have pulled back. So I don't know where Oregon and Texas stand on whether they pull back on him or not. So uh, Washington has continued to remain on him. And I think that's going to help them in the long run. So um, do I think they're going to end up getting him hard to say, but I think they've got a decent shot at, at reeling him in when it's all said and done. Yeah. Does it feel like, it, it, like you mentioned, you know, how Washington stayed with him because they felt still committed to him despite the injury and they're going to help him throughout the process. Do you feel like that's going to be maybe the key factor that separates certain schools from other schools when he really comes down to making that final decision? Well, I think it, it definitely helps your cause that you've recruited him and believed in him no matter what happened to him. Um, I think that's definitely huge for them in keeping keeping in the mix with them. But do I think that, um, you know, that's going to be the ultimate thing in the in long run? No, I, I, I just think it's going to be the opportunity. It's going to be the relationship that he has with the coaching staff that he ultimately commits to. And I think it's also going to be 
Um, you know, we've got to have NIL in there at some point. It, it doesn't necessarily have to mean it's the, the number one thing that kids are looking for, but it's definitely something that, that, um, to keep an eye on. And, and, you know, if, if he wants to, you know, quote unquote, take care of his family, do all those different things, then he's probably going to have to, he's probably going to be looking at what's my best NIL deal and opportunity, you know, coming out of here and, and Washington, you know, Washington doesn't usually play that game with high school kids, so it'll be interesting to watch. Yeah, and then finishing this thing out, uh, Kamara Mutundi from Campbell Hall, uh, another top-rated linebacker out west, and a lot of this, a lot of the similar uh, usual suspects, I guess, on this one, because again, he, he's he's taking a visit to Utah, just took a visit this weekend to Michigan State, going to Washington this coming weekend. Then he's going to turn around and go right to Texas, like right after he gets home and then uh, Oregon to finish it off the following weekend. Um, Another situation where it looks like Oregon, Utah, Washington, he wants to stay in the Pac-12. It feels like Um, three schools that obviously it'd be very tough to go wrong there if you want to stay in the Pac-12. How are you kind of handicapping this one, Scott? Well, if we were talking about a month and a half ago, I would have said Washington was the favorite, but Oregon blew him away on his visit, and I think he's leaning toward the Ducks right now, and I think it's going to take a lot for Washington to overcome it. But here's the deal. He can still come up and be recruited. He, and Washington's already used his the, their official visit on him by you know this coming weekend, but he can come up for games. He can come up. The coaches can go out and see him and talk to him. And Oregon is going to do the same thing, but Oregon also – you know, it, they're the ones that like to dip their their toes in the in the big fish pool. And, and um, you know, maybe they don't pay Kamar Matuti enough attention and, and maybe Washington's able to slide back. I think if if I had if you said, Scott, you got to bet your house on on where Kamar Matuti is going, I'm picking Oregon. That's that's what I'm picking. But well, we need to see. We need to see how it feels coming out of this visit from the University of Washington. The problem is he doesn't get any time to sit and dwell on his visit to Washington because he goes right to Texas. And yeah. I think that I think that close time frame could end up hurting both Washington and Texas. Texas is he's going to be worn out from his visit to Washington. Most kids. I mean, Chris, you you were intimately involved with recruiting uh, trip reports um, for a long time. Yeah. And, you know, some of these guys, when you're talking to them, they can barely stay awake when they're on the phone with us because they're so tired. Because, you know, one one recruit told me that he got probably a total of four hours of sleep during his during his 48 hours on campus so no no doubt so you know i mean these kids are just tired and then to go to on another unofficial or another official visit um to a school that you know is going to treat them really well down at texas man i that could really hurt texas and because why it's so close to the washington visit it may can't they may cancel out each other and really help oregon so that'll be real interesting to see how things end up with him yeah no doubt about it and again since you can take more than five official visits you can go and and do this anytime you can do this after the season if you wanted to but the funny part about it is is that you know like you said after they do a certain number they're just they either get tired of it sometimes or they just don't enjoy the grind of it the the sheen has kind of uh the the gloss of it the fun of it is kind of worn off it'll be very very interesting to see what happens because it feels like when you're stacking official visits on top of one another like kamar matundi is doing it feels like he's kind of almost put pressure on himself 
to make this decision before his senior season starts, which is one thing. And because you only had five official visits at the time, that made a lot of sense. But now, since you could take 10 if you wanted to, are are you are you really going to do that? Do you really want to take that extra set? Because you can now if you want to. It'll yeah. be really interesting to see overall if these prospects are just as eager to take official visits maybe after the season as they were before. Because they don't, there's no reason why they have to stack visits on top of each other. They just yeah. don't have to do it anymore. I, again, I feel like this is either self-imposed pressure because they want to get it done before their senior season starts. Or this is pressure that schools are putting on them to make the decision to do all that stuff. And maybe this is another reason why uh, DeBoer and the UW staff are kind of a little bit more in line with playing the waiting game. Not because it's against their judgment or against what they like to do in recruiting to put the pressure on, because they've done that. We saw them do it last year. They put all sorts of pressure on these kids to commit, and it worked out just fine. I just think that they feel like playing a little bit more of a pragmatic game could end up helping them in the end, because I think these kids are still going to be pushed in all sorts of different directions. They can take 10 trips if they want. And I think they're playing a little bit of a wait-and-see game to see how interested some of these guys really are going to be in wanting to maybe take other trips when it's all said and done. Because once they sign that letter of intent, you can't go back. Yeah. You can't – You can't. You can't. Uh, there, there are no take-backs on Chris, something like that. Now, Chris, you know what people are going to say is uh, talk to me about Jeremy Bernard. I know. I get that. But that, <laughs> let's put it this way. That had nothing to do with the letter of intent. That kid was enrolled. I know. That, that was beyond signing yeah. the letter of intent, man. That yeah. was totally different. And, and again, that's, that's, like the, that's like the exception that almost proves the rule, right? Uh-huh. So in, in that way, yeah, I, I totally understand that. But it it's such a it's such a unique situation with a guy like Jeremy, for sure. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna stop it there, Scott. I really appreciate you uh stopping in and giving us the lowdown and kind of handicapping these things. It de- like I said, it definitely with the receivers and the linebackers, it feels like they're targeting those groups to kind of figure out where they stand. You add in Kamenong, you add in Dominic Kirks to see kind of where he's at. I think it's going to be a really, really interesting weekend coming up to see how these official visits go. And then obviously the following weekend, it's going to be an absolute free for all. So hopefully Washington fans are getting all geared up and excited about these things because this is where the rubber meets the road, guys. This is where these official visits really do paint a picture on what their life is going to be like for these for these prospective student athletes for the next four or five years. Huge, huge deal. So we'll be on top of it as always. Scott's really on top of all these things. We're going to help him out the best he can. We're going to supply oxygen. We're <laughs> going to make sure we're, we're going to make sure he gets some sleep and gets fed and all that good stuff. But uh, we will be in touch with you guys. We will uh, have another one of these podcasts about a week from now, kind of laying out things for that second weekend. So just stay here at us with Dogman.com. We're going to keep you covered all throughout these last two recruiting weekends in June. So for Scott Eklund, this is Chris Fetters of Dogman.com. Go Dogs. The hit Paramount Plus original docuseries returns. The last time I saw Max, he looked at us laughing, and then everything changed in a blink of an eye. My feeling as a detective is that 
He was murdered. Yahoo Entertainment calls it a spine-chilling docuseries showcasing real-life tragedies. What if it was your child who went missing? We need to know the truth. Never seen again. Now streaming on Paramount+.